Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode two of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. That's right, episode two. Our show has doubled in size, just like that, in the course of one week, from one to two. And uh, I'm excited to get it going again. Episode one was a blast. We had Ben Askren on. If you haven't checked that one out yet, get on, get off, get on that as soon as possible. It was good having him on. We talked wrestling, we talked MMA, we talked scuffle, uh, we hit a little bit of everything, and, and that was cool, you know, that was good, I was, I was all about that, because, you know, you get a guy like Ben Askren on, and, you know, that's kind of a big deal, he's kind of a big deal in the sport, but you know what, I didn't have that, uh, you know, I didn't have my space, I didn't have that me time, you know, the time where I get to say what's on my mind, and... Um, Askren, you held me back a little bit there, man. So I'm ready to go. I'm ready to um, t- talk about a lot. There's a lot going on in-, in the sport. There's a lot that's happened and there's a lot that's coming up. First, um, a-, a bit of an apology. And uh, last week, we were we were saying, hey, tweet us your questions. Get your questions in there. We really want to hear from you. Da 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 da. And it kind of uh, it didn't it didn't work out that way that we could uh, we could answer. We just didn't have time. Like Ben and I took up the full thirty minutes, and that was it. So um, I apologize on Twitter. I apologize for that. But since I felt so bad, since I'm a good guy, wanted to get to a few of those questions that we had. Um, and and the reason I want to do that is I want this to be you know like I said this, this is a cruise ship. I'm the captain. But uh, you guys are, are here to have fun. I want you to be a part of this as well. I want you to feel maybe a little bit of ownership here. And that's why we're hopefully going to take some calls from you. We'll see how that goes, right? Uh, hopefully well. Um, calls, tweets, whatever. But first I want to start with some of the questions that I missed um, last week. Starting with one from Chris Gonzalez. He asked, and he is at Chris underscore McSpliff. Um, he asked, do you think the Ravens have what it takes to win the Super Bowl? And hashtag Flow Radio Live. To that I say, I got to say no. Um, you know, in my opinion, I, I think they're going to lose to the Patriots. I really do. Now, I think it's possible. Hear me out here, guys. I think it's possible they jump out to an early lead maybe. You know, they could be up one, two touchdowns. Who knows? But the Pats, I think they're, they're probably going to come back. Maybe they'll pull out. Uh, a couple trick plays or something, but um, you know, I'm just speaking honestly from the heart here. I do not see 
the Ravens having what it takes to win the Super Bowl. So sorry to all you Ravens fans out there, but you know I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. And uh, so no to the Ravens. Sorry, Chris. That is if you're a uh, a Ravens fan. And got a question from Nick. He said, "Who do you think is gonna win the team title this year?" Honestly, well, that's a good question, and that's one that's on everyone's mind after you get to. You know, this point in the year, we, we know a lot. Um, we know, we know. maybe we don't know who is going to win, but we know who isn't, right? Like, you know some teams, okay, they're, they're not going to win. Post-scuffle Midlands, we've seen Vegas. Every good team has been tested enough that we know if, if you're good enough to win the title. And that's, that's one of the things that, you know, it kind of helps you narrow it down. Um, so... What I'll say, uh, you know, looking here, th- there's a few teams that have a shot at it. There's a few teams that can, that I think can get it done. Um, you know, I've been saying since last year, um, Ohio State's probably the the team to beat. Um, and and I still feel, you know, somewhat somewhat um, like I'm not ready to jump off that prediction. Uh, maybe a hundred percent, but it, it's starting to look like maybe it's not going to all come together. A lot of that was kind of predicated on um, Hunter Steber being the the hunter I thought he'd be and the hunter he's he's kind of been. And um, you know he's one and two on the year. And this is a guy I thought um, he was my preseason prediction to win a title. Now instead of being a, a title contender, is Hunter Steber? You know, an all-American contender, and we know he's hurt. We know he's battling that elbow injury, and we know it's not gonna. Um, it, it's something that apparently needs surgery, and so it's it's not gonna be resolved by the end of the year. It's just gonna be how he deals with it, how it maybe improves, but um, he he's not gonna be a hundred percent throughout this. So um, between that, between you know uh, Tomasello, and really Tomasello has been fine. You know he's lost to only good guys. He's lost some weird matches. His Joey Dance match was weird, um, and and you know Joey straight up beat him. But that was it was a kind of a bizarre match. And of course he's um, he's beaten Peters pretty badly, and he gets pinned. And but hey, that's Dylan Peters, man. He is a super super dangerous wrestler. So Ohio. Ohio State, a team I love. And coming into this year, I thought Bo Jordan um, was a title contender. I thought he could do it. I thought maybe he could get it done, even though Daringer was coming up. Um, sorry. I, I was wrong. And and that's nothing against Bo Jordan. That's me watching Alex Daringer this year. And maybe I'm late to the party there. The kid's a freaking national champion. I'm late to the party on Alex Daringer. But, man, he's looked he's looked so, so good. I mean... To to beat Solzer the way he has twice, Sol- and Solzer's really kind of handled um, all his other competition. Yet Daringer's pulling away. Like the the All Star match, one takedown match, he rode him a little bit. The the scuffle, it's going the wrong way. Like he's he is pulling away from the field. Um, watching Bo, his his attacks. Um, you know, some some guys with good hips been getting out. Well, Daringer's got great hips. So, anyways, I, I'm not sure if, if Ohio State's a team. You know, after Penn State won the scuffle, kind of transitioning to them. Um, it was kind of funny because you could kind of, this year, you know, Penn State fans, I know the team maybe not this, but, you know, Penn State fans and wrestling fans in general kind of felt like, all right, they're kind of, um, they're not conceding anything, but they're not putting their best guys out there, and they're probably not going to be in the team mix. Well, then they go and win the scuffle. 
So it's like, well, maybe, maybe. But I'm here to tell you I, I don't see it. I don't see it for Penn State, and that's not a radical notion. I have them ranked fifth. But it's it's they've got – last year they had sure things, and there's no sure things in wrestling, whatever, if you want to say that, any whatever. Um, but Penn with, – with Ed and with David, they, they were as close to sure things as, as you see in this sport um, – as close as it gets, and they got it done. And there, you can chalk them up for big points and big scores and high finishes. Um, but they don't have anything like that this year. And even with Matt Brown and Ben Askren, even alluded to this, you know, as good as Matt is, you know, he can be fourth, he could be third. He's so it's tough when you have that. Like when when your best guy's not a guarantee to even make the finals, um, it, it's going to be tough for them. You know, they win the scuffle, but and this is not. And guys, don't be sensitive. I, I don't want you to be sensitive, people. Don't don't make everything about your feelings getting hurt. But this isn't disrespect to Cade Moss. But the kid's not he's he's not scoring twenty one points at Big Tens or NCAs, and he scored twenty one points at the scuffle, placing. I think he placed six or so. He he wrestled ten matches, ten. That's in that's insane. I mean, and to his credit, he was. He had a really nice tournament for himself, a lot of pins. He had a medical forfeit in there that helped. But, but think about it like this. Cade Moss outscored Dylan Alton, Matt McCutcheon, Morgan McIntosh, Jimmy Goulibon, Conaway, Nolf, who made the finals, and, and Bites. And he was only a half a point in, in scoring behind Matt Brown and one point behind Gingrich. So it was one of those, you can't say one guy won him the title. But that is an, uh, an outlier performance in terms of point production. From Cade Moss, so it kind of feels like he's. Um, you know, we're not going to see that again. Sorry. So don't like don't like Penn State. Minnesota is an interesting case in that they've got four le- legit title contenders, but it's almost an un. Because when you think Minnesota, you think maybe a champ here and there typically, but eight or nine guys that could place. And then of course the one year they got ten, which is amazing. Wonderful. We'll ever see that again? I don't know. But they've got some real holes that are. Um, how do I, how do I put this? They're not going to put. They're not going to score points. Not going to score meaningful points at nationals. Sam Brancale, um, Jake Short has not been what what Minnesota fans were hoping he'd be to this point in the season. Um, you know Nick Wanzek, um, You know he's been up and down. And Mike Krolls. You know you go from Tony Nelson to anybody. It's it's a uh, it's a letdown, but as good as heavyweight is, I don't think Krells is ready to be an impact guy yet. He's young. I see some promise in him. So those are four. What was that? Four guys that uh, you, you can't say you're too sure about. So, um, but they've got Ness, who's looked as good as he's ever looked. Um, you know, Storley's. We know he's gonna be right there. He lost to Butler, but we know he's gonna be right there in the title hunt. We know that that Chris Dardanes is best at 133, but man, 133 is is nails this year. And um, Scott Schiller, we'll we'll see with him. We'll see. I mean, you know, one thing he could always kind of count on is he did well against Kyvan Gadsden, and Kyvan looked amazing. And then Kyvan loses to um, Spencer Johnson. So who knows what we've got at 197? But Jaden's looking good there. So. Um, and that kind of brings me to to Iowa, our our number one ranked team in the country, and it's it's uh, it's kind of easy to to jump on there and to say, yep, that this is their year. They're the team to beat. They're ranked number one, I think, across all polls. I'm not gonna lie, I don't look at other people's rankings or 
anything, but I, I assume uh, that they're number one across the board. And I, I just want to kind of remind people where we are and what we've seen so far from Iowa, okay? Um, so they go to Midlands, all-time weak Midlands. I'm just, just putting it out there. Not, not a strong, not the strongest field, not even close to it. Um, they, want, they win big. They break the scoring record, okay? Now, think about all the amazing teams that have wrestled in Midlands, and, and this Iowa team broke the scoring record. But think about it like this. Guess, who, guess whose scoring record they broke? They broke Iowa from last year's scoring record at Midlands, okay? And that team finished fourth at NCAA. So you can't get too wrapped up in... In a, in a Midlands title and what that really means, though the wrestlers um, did fairly well. Um, so they go, really, a, the first couple months, not the first couple months, that's not entirely accurate, but they're, they're not tested early. Iowa City duels are weak. Luther um, Open is essentially a wrestle-off, where it's pretty much all Iowa versus Iowa in the finals. You know, they have Iowa State, who's tough in spots for sure, and, and they go to Midlands. They beat Ohio State... But that that win, um, I, I don't know. It, sometimes wins are can be a little misleading, right? Like, um, you know, Clark loses to DeJulius. Okay, he didn't he didn't look great. I mean, he could J- Johnny's just one of those weird matchup guys, right? But even Gilman and Victory didn't look great, right? Like he didn't didn't get to the legs, and now he's. He's been really good against Tomasello historically, freestyle, and now he's got a folk style win. But it wasn't a win that instilled a lot of confidence, especially considering his Midlands performance where he, he couldn't get to the legs at all at Joey Dance, someone I thought um, he matched up fairly well with. Um, and Sorensen, um, you know, he beats Hunter Steber, but we don't, I, do we know what that means right now? What is a win? A win over Hunter Steber used to mean a lot. Right now, I don't know how to quantify that. I don't know what it means to beat Hunter Steber right now as um, average as, as he's looked, but hey, it's a great win for Sorensen. You know, Snyder beats, or excuse me, Burak beats Snyder under the most bizarre circumstances. Like, no one really um, established himself as a superior wrestler there, Burak or Snyder. So I'm not taking anything away from Burak. He just didn't look, you know, he didn't he didn't look amazing. So, um, my, my thing is, think about the NFL, and, and I'm a big sports fan. I love, I love sports. Um, and we're in the middle of the playoffs, so, um, you know, it's, it's a little more appropriate as well. But, you know, a little ways through the year, maybe eight weeks in, I don't, I don't remember, but it was like, wow, Denver is an all-star team. They are so much better than everyone else, it's not even funny. It's like da-da-da-da-da. And then... Seattle struggling in Seattle. Oh, they you know they're too high off their Super Bowl run. Da 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 da. da. And now, um, well, Denver's out, and Seattle looks amazing. And, and I believe they're the Vegas favorites, or um, they they and the Patriots might have the identical odds to win a title. But I'm pretty sure they're the favorites to win a title. So what I'm saying is things can change. And let's let's remember. Um, Let's, th- let's take Brandon Sorensen, okay? He's ranked fifth right now, really high. Um, and I got, geez, I got flack for that, for where I ranked Brandon Sorensen. It's like, give me a break. The, uh, you guys want to ignore the fact that he lost to Brody Griffiths this year. That, that matters, guys. I mean, that's not, 
it's not a great loss. I when um, you know Devin Carter backed up for losing to Sal Mastriani, um, but when I and no one said boo, but when I do that with Brandon Sorensen, I'm an Iowa hater, which is uh, an incredibly ironic statement if you know me at all. But um, I won't elaborate there. But what I'm saying is with with Sorensen, let's remember, let's see where he is in March. Um, in in many ways, he's kind of an unknown entity. I mean. He's been a big-time high school wrestler, and he's doing well now. But let's remember, Brody Grothis beat Sertis, Kindig, Habit, and Grahalis. And what happened at NCAAs? He, you know, he lost to Ryland Lubeck. So it's like you got to have it later. It's you know, people are going to get another look at you. We saw this with non-Iowa guys. Think about someone like Adam Kuhn, who beats Nelson. He beats Gwiz. He beats Telford. Um, and and now those those wins aren't really coming. I mean. Adam Kuhn smashed uh, Marsden twice in freestyle, and Marsden looked great in the scuffle finals. So we're seeing um, how, how things can change. So you can say I was the favorite, and I guess maybe on paper they are, but it's nothing to get carried away about. There's there's so many little things can happen. I mean, think about last year. I mean, I, I might have been on an island last year um, when, when I picked Iowa to win it all, um, and I think I was. But I, I really thought they, I thought they were going to do it. I thought the draws um, stacked up great. And, and let's remember what happened last year. They, um, you got someone like Nick Moore, who had been amazing all year. I mean, really good. The only guy not named David Taylor he lost to was Stephen Monk, who finished third, you know, coming into the tournament. He'd beaten Tyler Caldwell. He'd beaten um, Harger who was an All-American. He beat Zilverberg twice, who was an All-American. He beat um, Massa, who we all know is really good, though he's yet to play. So he's, um, he's, he's obviously really tough. Um, so what, what I'm saying is it's, it's, um, things can change. You know, Ethan Lofthouse, he did really well um, also for, for the majority of the year. You know, he's a guy that's beaten Shep Talk. He's beaten a lot of these really, really tough dudes. But um, at the same time, um, you know, he, he doesn't have a good NCAs. He loses to Avery and, and I think Lorenzo Thomas and, and doesn't play. So good guys coming in looking good at NCAs and, and things can happen. And it's all going to come down to, you know, are they, are they going to be peaked? Are they going to be at their best when it matters the most? And right now um, they look the best, but it's about keeping it rolling over the course of, of uh, you know, of several months, which is really the the great ch- one of the great challenges in college wrestling. So, um, you want to know who my pick is? I don't know. I'm, I'm not ready to jump off the the Iowa the Ohio State bandwagon, maybe. But um, you know, I'm get uh, I'm definitely open to other options. And and I'd like to hear from you if you feel like calling in um, or, or tweeting us some questions. You can call five four zero. Two five five zero two eight six. That's five four zero two five five zero two eight six. I'd like to hear from some of you guys. See what some of you um, think about maybe my thoughts. You check me on rankings. I do the rankings for Flow. If you didn't know that much, and um, something I uh, something I really enjoy, and um, so so the team race. It's going to be interesting this year. You can't count out uh, Missouri. Uh, Mason Beckman yesterday, he was tweeting at me asking, like, you know, what do you think about Missouri, how they can do They They can do it, but they've got um, their big guns, and I'm talking about how to shelt, 
talking about Cox, talking about Waters. They've got to be great. They can't get you know third or, and fourth. They've got to win. Um, probably two of those, you know, may, you know, three obviously better than two. Um, but also, they've got a um, they've got other guys like Levon Mays. You've got guys like um, Eblen and Willie Miklas. Those guys got to be um, all American types. They've got to be guys that are are contributing meaningful points. So it's um, it, it's tough to say where Minnesota or Missouri fits in when when kind of like uh Minnesota but less um but fewer title contenders and they've got fewer um and they've got holes that are similar. They got guys like at 33 that are going to struggle to score point 65. So it, it's tough to see Missouri but of course if if their big guns um do it big it's going to be um you know they're going to be right there in the mix. So um that's one thing um, moving on, a couple other things I want to talk about. You know, I'm I'm coming off the end of a pretty heavy travel season, and probably the, the most travel intensive um, part of of the year for me. I went from um, we had Ohio State was in Virginia where I live. And they wrestled Virginia Tech and UVA back to back, and then. Went straight from there. Next week, Northeast Duels. Next week, Vegas. Next week, or a week and a half later, you go to Reno. Then Scuffle, Virginia Duels. So I'm coming off, uh, and I'm ready to just kind of be be at home, be chilling, just sitting there watching wrestling, and, and we'll see how it goes. And we got a call coming in here. Hold on one second. How's it going? This is Christian Piles. You're on Flow Radio Live. What's your name, bud? Uh, my name's Johnny. Johnny, what's going on, man? You got a question? Yeah, I'm just wondering how many dicks do you suck a day? All right, good start there. <laughs> All right, I guess that's the risk when you uh, when you put your put the number out there. So it's a fair question, I guess. Um, I'm gonna go zero. Thanks, Johnny, for uh, for the phone call. Um, yeah, so. That was that was good. So <laughs> I'm on the chat here with Bracky. He says 0 for one. Yeah, 0 for one there. So maybe maybe phone calls aren't the way to go. I thought the wrestling community uh, could handle it, but I guess uh, it just takes one, just one bad apple to spoil the bunch, and it's it's really too bad. So, but what I was talking about with the travel, I was like right in the middle, uh, and, and you kind of form little thoughts and. And I'm always kind of looking things through maybe a little bigger picture, like the lens of, you know, what what's best for wrestling. And and one thing I've I've just observed time and time again, and I feel like I don't want to be the guy that puts everything on officiating, right? Like, uh, I can't I can't blame them for all the problems in wrestling. You know, that's not fair. But at the same time, these guys they they got to do their part, and they got to be calling stalling. Um, we got another call. What do you think? All right, we'll try one more. And if this doesn't go well, forget about it. All right, what's up? You're on Flow Radio Live. What's your name? My name is John. John. We went from Johnny to John. I know, uh, bad start, but uh, what's your question, John? Uh, I was wondering, um, how do you feel about the transi- transition from high school wrestling to college wrestling, uh, has Flo ever looked into that and given any tips for uh, a student? 
Yeah. So, like, I, I guess your question is, how do you how do you transition successfully from from college to, yeah. or from high school to college? Well, I, yeah, because it, well, uh, one second, sorry, because you go from having plenty of top top ten, top twenty five high school stars, and next thing you know, they're they're out, and I don't know what it is that led them that way, where you where you can have a state qualifier and the kids battling in the D one room next to other kids who are just as successful as those top ten guys too. Yeah, I think a lot of that you see. Kind of the environment you, you come from. If you're from, if you're in a place where where guys are are really really tough and and you're battle tested and you're on a national schedule all the time and you're competing a lot, it, it's you're gonna have, um, you know, it, maybe your curve isn't as high, but hey, there's a there's a ton of high school wrestlers and a lot of them are very talented, but maybe they don't have the greatest coaching situation or maybe they don't have a great room. Um, of guys that have pushed them, so they get to college and they, for the first time in their lives, have good, good coaching, and yep. and they they have elite partners that push them every day instead of just being bullies in, in practice. So that's a big part of it, you know. Uh, I am not an authority on what it takes to be an elite wrestler, but I would say it's a, it's important to um, you know seek out the the proper technique, but also seek out good competition because um, yeah. that. You, the D1 grind, and that's if you're talking about D1, that's that is such a meat grinder that you you've got to be ready to um, you know scrap every single weekend, whether you're in the Big Ten or not. It's just it's brutal. So um, I mean that's part of it. And have we looked into that? Not really. We kind of um, when we have those, we we take those questions, and those things to to the experts. You know, we'll ask. Um, a coach, or we'll ask a, res- a wrestler, hey, how'd you get from, um, you know, you didn't do anything. Like, I-, I just remember this guy, Ryan Williams, from Old Dominion. He was a national finalist. I don't even know if he ever placed. He might have placed once at PA States, like 6th, 7th, 8th. It was nothing in- nothing amazing, and then he makes the national finals. Well, how does this happen? So I think, like, what Flo does, instead of, like, figuring out why, well, let's, let's go to the source, because we see it all the time. So uh, thanks for your call, John. Appreciate it. Definitely. I've got another one coming in. All right, let's see, guys. Cross your fingers. All right, how's it going? You're on Flow Radio Live. What's your name? How you doing, man? I'm Steve. Steve, what's going on, man? What's your question? Well, I got two things for you. First okay. of all, do you see uh, Josh Jeva kick Dean Hyle in the face yesterday uh, or the other day when they wrestled um, the duel happened? I I heard about that, and I saw I did not see I saw the clip. We just put up a little clip, and I don't think we right. had the face kick in it. Um, I doubt you see anything happen. Um, yeah, I mean, it, they're obviously more physical uh, than most teams. Like, I mean, I was at the Rutgers Iowa match, and that match was a complete brawl, and I'm fine with it because that's how I like to see matches go. But yeah. Know. I don't know, because he straight up kicked him in the face. It, it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, you see that sometimes, um, you know, in scrambles and stuff, they're trying to kick. It's just one of those things that, that, that kind of happens, whether it's on purpose or not. It's just, you know, yeah. kind of one of those things of sport, and it's it's kind of up to officials' discretion. But, I, no, I don't think you'll see anything anything become of that, nothing dis- disciplinary. Um, right. But, yeah, I mean, he was awarded a point for that, so I guess, I mean, and it probably... Oh, was he? Yeah. I, mean, I, only saw the, I only saw the clip, too. Yeah, yeah, so it was, um, 
Yeah. So, okay. so that's no, why. Yeah, that's all I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. Did you have another question? I think I thought you said you had two. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a big New Jersey guy. I'm a Rutgers fan. I follow them pretty good. They're gonna take. They're taking their lumps this year. But do you think that at, at some point they could spring more than one All American? Oh, absolutely. Like absolutely. I mean, uh, I mean I, here's the thing about Rutgers. I mean, think about it. East Coast. All right. It's one of the, it's yeah. it's a East Coast Big Ten school. It's in Jersey, an absolute wrestling hotbed. And people from exactly. Jersey are like obsessed with being from Jersey, right? Like the, it's like oh yeah, right? Like it's, you want to represent your state, high. and it is like the place to be if you're. Um, I, I feel like Rutgers is is the the main school you think of when you think of Jersey. You got a guy, and, and it's stupid that. Now that Anthony Parati gets eighth, all of a sudden it's like this game changer. When really it's been a pretty solid program, and it's not probably much yeah. better or worse than it was before. But now they got they've got Ashnault, they've got some good guys, they've got Camp Latano. Um, yeah, I think yeah, he's gotta yeah he's gotta get into his wrestling shape. He's still slow, and you can't blame him. No, no, he I mean he didn't wrestle a match last year, and then he exactly. got hurt. He got yeah. hurt at universities. But no, I absolutely could see. Um, I could totally see. Um, then punching two through this year, and uh, yeah. I'm gonna tell you what, he, Donnie Pritzloff is—he's a game changer, man. I mean, he's, he's, man. Great. Look, he's look, great. He's amazing, and and everywhere he goes, you see his—you see his imprint, right? You see absolutely. Um, and shoot, I, I love Ashnault. I loved him. I—I I mean, I always knew he was good, right? Like, yeah, Anthony Ashnault oh, yeah. really good. But watching him at universities, I was like, this kid. I mean, beating Sertzis. Um, beating, he turned it on. He turned it up. There. Yeah, yeah, he's great. So I think for sure Rutgers is is a team that's going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with, and I I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them, um, you know, be a team that's punched to the because I mean they, they've got it all. I mean they they've yeah. got the pedigree, they've got the coaching staff now, they've gotten the All American. So I, I think and I'm hoping and not because I'm a Rutgers fan. I just want to see right. I want to see more teams good. I want to see yeah, more teams punching death. through, and, and um, yeah, yeah. I think it's exciting when um, you've got teams like like a Cornell that are on the national scene. That's awesome for wrestling, I think. Yeah. And the and the wider uh, net we cast of success, it's good. So um, so yeah, that's my answer, and I, I appreciate the call, man. Thanks for calling in. Uh, thanks a lot. Yep. Hey, that that went better. You know, it, it was a terrible start, <laughs> and that was a five four zero number. I should give out this number. That'll show them. Um, more people are calling in, so that's good. But you never know when Johnny's going to call back and ask me very personal questions. Johnny, shame on you. That was not a good look for you. But I bet, I'm going to go out on a limb here, that was not Johnny's name. I bet that was not his name. So I see you, um, f- this 502 number. Um, I'm sorry, we got co- we got all these calls com- coming in, but I'm not going to be able to take these calls. Um because, man, that was a half hour just like that. But I really appreciate you guys calling in. I liked um, after after the rocky start, you know, it went well, and you guys uh, answered the call. So there was more stuff I wanted to get to. I was going to start talking about officials and stuff like that. But, hey, you know what? Next week. But guess what? Next week, Chael Sonnen is going to be on. So you know you want to tune into that, right? Chael Sonnen on this show? Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be dynamite. So thanks a lot, guys, for, for listening, for calling in, uh, except for Johnny. And uh, you're from the 540, which is my area code, so 
you're making us look bad, man. So so do better. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week, Thursday, seven central. Bye.